Everything you said, we already knew, more or less. Well, here's something that you didn't know. Two of those special atomic bombs haven't gone off. What up, all you kittens and cats? And whatever that Carol Baskins intro is. I can't remember it. All you kittens, cats and kittens, kittens and cats. Well, needless to say, welcome to another episode of the Tuesday Special Podcast. I see that we're still all in quarantine. When will this end? That's what I ask myself every single day. Luckily, I've been able to work my full-time job in all this, but yeah, it's been wild. And I feel like the more information that comes out, this is my opinion, guys. I'm not trying to start any Twitter wars or podcast wars or anything like that. This is solely my opinion, but I feel like the more information that comes out, the more over-exaggerated the response to this coronavirus has been. And I don't know. I just read news articles every day. Uh, when I work third shift, I, I check out all the articles I can about it and try to stay updated. Check the little database. I can't remember who puts it out. And, uh, yeah. And it seems like it's fairly, fairly over, overreacted. Overreaction. Word of the day. But, hey, it's not my call. I don't get paid the big bucks to make those kind of decisions. So we just follow the leaders, which is the problem with this country. But well, the problem with the country is not following the leaders. The problem with the country is not knowing if the leaders are telling the truth or not. So, I mean, some states, as of right now, some states are opening up. Some states are going to take some risk and, and go and, I mean, have at it. I feel like if you if you feel like you can do it, I, I think that the – I mean, I don't, I don't want to downplay people that lost their lives to coronavirus. I don't. And that's not what I mean. That's not my intention. But uh, pretty soon the economy is going to lose its life to coronavirus unless it, I mean, it might have already have. It's on life support, definitely. But, uh, but yeah, I'm just waiting, waiting till we can go to a, it sounds so selfish now that I'm thinking about it and saying it out loud. Whenever we can go to a restaurant and sit down and eat and see a bunch of people, not, not just to go out and eat, but just to like converse with people and see a bunch of happy families and, and see people out on their first dates and see little kids trying something for the first time. Like that's what I miss. So when I say restaurants, I don't mean like I'm, I'm, I don't mean that I'm solely out to go to the restaurant and eat whatever I want because Mexican food is my food of choice, my restaurant of choice, or food as they call it in Mexico. But uh, but yeah, I'm just ready to get out back out into the world. Not ready to go to a mall. Don't like those. Uh, I am ready for professional wrestling to return, for the love of God. This is the longest I have been without doing a wrestling show in probably six years. And it is interesting. It is, I don't know. I have ADHD, so I feel like that's why Like I've been, the podcast has been going on. That's why the Wrestling Up and Forum, which just debuted on the High Spots Wrestling Network. Cheers, if you want to go check that one out. But uh, but yeah, highspotswrestlingnetwork.com. But yeah, my ADHD has kicked in ridiculously. So I do like four things a day. The only time, the only thing I can do is just stay with it and and stay on stay on task and not start another task is mow the yard. And I want them zero or I, I use them a zero turn lawnmower. Nobody knows what the zero turn lawnmower is, which you should. But I live in the south, so maybe we use them more than the northeast or the. I, I feel like the Midwest would use them. They have big yards and they have farmland but uh it's this it's this big ass lawnmower that has two handles 
It has two handles like this right here, and you pull. And what's crazy is this is my father's lawnmower, and I've never used one, which is interesting because I had to use one a few weeks back. And I have nobody here to teach me. So what do I do? What I always do when I need to do something and I don't know how to do it, I hit up YouTube. The number one reference guide on the face of the earth, just hope you pick the right video. That's my philosophy. So I went on YouTube, and there's, there's this beautiful lady telling me on this YouTube video. I assume it's from a company that sells these things because everything looks brand new, and it's very well done. So I trusted it. It's weird. It's weird how, like, you have a YouTube trust system. So the better looking the video, the better quality the edit, the better looking the people, for lack of a better, I mean, I assume, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that into consideration. The better look of the people, the more you trust the video. So if I click on a video and I say, hey, y'all, I'm going to teach you how to put this headlight bulb in this 1974 Lincoln Dodge. That's you're like, uh, let's go to the next one. But, uh, but in a shot with like in four by three. So it's not even widescreen. Yeah. That's when you skip to the next one and, and go. But yeah, so look up this YouTube video and the girl said, there's always one thing in the video that teaches you, like that makes you understand like one statement. You can read all the directions in the world, but one statement can make you understand what you need to do in this video. That statement was, it's basically the same thing as a grocery cart. That's what this lady said to me. And it went through my ears into my brain and clicked. So now I am a intermediate level zero turn lawnmower driver and the yard looks pretty damn good. That's all I'm going to say. I'll take some pictures and put it on my, on my Twitter account, twitter.com backslash at Patrick Wright 83. Don't ask why. Why do I have a Patrick Wright? How do you change your Twitter? Uh, at name sub is it surname sub name how do you change can you change that because mine's patrick wright and that's from 2004 or five ish when my wrestling name was patrick wright i'd really like to change it i just don't know how because i only use twitter on my phone speaking of so is facebook dying is this thing because I get most of my views from Facebook. Uh, my YouTube channel is not, absolutely not a success right now. But uh, from everything that I've watched and seen and uh, been told, that you just have to stay consistent. So I'm staying consistent. But my Facebook is doing pretty well. So is Facebook still a thing? I know I can still scroll through it. But everybody's telling me you have to do the Twitter and Instagram and this bullshit TikTok. What is TikTok? Is TikTok basically what's the old salt? Oh, what's the old app that you used to play music or do things and you talk behind it? Ooh, I can't remember. Somebody leave me a comment and let me know. But oh, me and me and my buddy Zach used to go back and forth. Where I had like music. I know you know what I'm talking about. I just can't think of it. I don't have anybody else here to to bounce it off of to try to pull it from, but it's, you used to play it. Like I, the one thing, the one I remember is I believe Zach sent me one cause we used to battle to see who could do it the best. And he was sent me one with singing. I will always love you. And he's sitting on the toilet, taking a dump. And that one won, I believe. Uh, but God, what's the name? I feel like TikTok is a, somebody stole the original idea and went to TikTok. And I don't even know what TikTok is. All I see is there's like a dance. I don't know. I know there's a TikTok dance I've seen, but I, I don't even own I don't even know what the TikTok logo looks like. I don't know what the app looks like. I've never downloaded it. Which is weird. But uh I'm not doing it. I refuse to. I've been trying to up my Instagram game, but my Instagram mostly consists of my son. And uh, he's one and he's cute as hell and 
if you want to, what is my P price 2k 12, I believe is my Instagram. So go follow me. If you want to see a cute little one year old running around and grilling and playing water sports. And, uh, he threw his first water balloon yesterday onto the ground. Didn't hit anybody like two feet in front of him. He threw one. It busted. I wish I had a mind as simple as my one year olds. Cause he, he's going through, we got a, like a big barrel full of water balloons and he starts playing the water balloons and having the time of his life, time of his life. And he just picks one up and he squeezes it and it turns into a wiener and just starts spitting water out of the bottom. Because we use, has anybody ever seen these little, the little things that look like this to have like 50 little I don't know, 50 little deals and you, they each got a balloon on them. Then you hook the hose pipe to it and it says, blows them all up at one time. Then you pull them off and you got a balloon, water balloons, brilliant invention. One of the most fascinating inventions I've seen in the past, at least five years. And, uh, because before you know it, you have a hundred water balloons right there ready to roll. But yeah, he went through about 30 of them. Yeah. Hey. And that's what we did for at least a good hour yesterday. But, uh, but yeah, I wish I had the, I wish I had a mind, but yeah, if you, if you, I'm, I'm trying to up my Instagram game. I suck at Twitter. I'm trying. I just, I don't like getting in, in arguments. I'm not a fan of arguments. And I feel like Twitter is just one big constant argument. Like you constantly have to prove your point on anything you say. So, but I'm going to try to get better. So Patrick Wright 83, as of right now, until somebody sends me some information about how to change my at name on Twitter and then P price UK 12 on Instagram, check it out. Or you can just go to TuesdaySpecial.com, the official website of this podcast and uh, find, you can just click on the links. There's up at the top, top, right. Just click on the links and it'll send you there. It's the easiest way on your phone or on desktop. But, but who does me and Brian, we argue about this all the time. When you, I need to put, I'm going to put a, I'm going to put a poll up on Twitter if I can figure it out. The, do you use a website? When you look at a website, do you look at a website primarily on your phone or on desktop? Am I old school in that thinking that it's desktop? Like, do you build a website to look good on desktop or do you build a website to look good on a phone? This is an inner battle I have all the time, and Brian does not help it because he's always preaching to me that 90% of our traffic for the wrestling company is on the telephone. And if, it's, and if it is on the telephone, do you have a website that looks good on a telephone but doesn't look good on the Internet? Because in order – like, I know if you – sorry, I'm going off on a little tangent here, but I know if you don't – if you don't – if you're not familiar with how to build websites or you don't do it, or you just like looking at websites, which most of the audience probably does, you have to constantly battle now because so much traffic is on the web that it's very, it's kind of somewhat hard to have a website that looks good on a telephone, but does not look good on the internet or like on the, on a web, on a desktop. So it's a constant battle. I feel like I've done a good job with the Tuesday special podcast of, people being able to access it on both. And it looks pretty similar, but it's hard. It's hard to do that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll put a, tw- I'm gonna put a poll out on my Twitter. So it should be out by, uh, today as this, as this goes out. But, uh, but yeah, is everybody sleeping well? Everybody getting rested? I feel like, uh, we should all be rested because, of the quarantine. And like I said earlier, I feel like, well, apparently there's some people trying to come back from it. And, uh, I've enjoyed time in the house. Uh, once again, I've been working the entire time. I've been lucky enough. I'm privileged enough to do that, but, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know. And I also ask myself, do we go back do we go back to a normal, like I under, I know that, Normal isn't the word I'm looking for. I know we're not going to go back to a normal world, but is it a normal, somewhat normal? Like, 
people, I remember when this first started, people were talking about the, you can't give hugs, no more hugs. You got no more shaking hands. No more this, no more that. It's like, come on, man. I'm a hugger. Got a hug. But do, but can I hug? Does somebody get offended if I hug? Does, God, man, see, it's all, I don't know. It's all, it's all up in the air. I feel like I'm not the only one that has these concerns. I feel like most people have these concerns, but man, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, mm, we'll see. Only time will tell. I know like I live in Kannapolis, North Carolina. If anybody listens from North Carolina, that's uh, familiar with that town. Like one thing I'm upset about the most is they just built this beautiful kudos to city of Kannapolis. They just built this beautiful baseball stadium in downtown Kannapolis, uh, for the, what used to be the intimidators. Now the cannonballers, I think they're a double a team. Um, not triple a they're double. I think they're double a, but they, uh, they have this beautiful stadium and they can't use it because of the coronavirus. And I was looking so forward like I had, I had chalked it off because I'm a, I'm a dad now. I have to uh, be responsible at some points in life and uh, have to chalk, like write down days that I'm just going to go ham and drink as much as I want to. And the opening day of that baseball team in that beautiful stadium with the craft beer that they had announced they were going to have, I was just going to go get drunk, get an Uber back to the house and, and just call it a good time. But I haven't been able to, and I don't know. I can't. I don't know when they'll be able to go. I hope it's this year, because once again, they they the whole like street out there by the stadium, and the stadium is absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous, and uh, you can walk past. It's like it's the biggest tease on the face of the earth because. Like you can like downtown ever since they remodeled it, it's got it's got a beautiful area where you can go to walk and exercise, and uh, a lot of people have been walking around it. So it reminds me of when UNC Charlotte uh, started their football program and they built their football stadium. And I had a buddy Jeff that was finishing up his grad school there, and he uh, we were walking like we were walking we'd go there and we every time I'd go there to meet him because he worked for the cable company or the internet company in the, in the, oh, sorry, in the uh, camp on the campus. And we'd go there and then we'd look through the gate of the football stadium and see it. And it was beautiful. And you're just like, man, I can't wait till we can just go in there and enjoy it. That's how I feel at the atrium ballpark, atrium health ballpark. Uh, the, I can't wait. I can't wait to get that started. I'm not even a huge fan of baseball. Like we have the Charlotte Knights, which is, they have BB and T's a beautiful shout out to Charlotte Knights. We've done business with them with the wrestling company and they're great, like a great organization with great staff and just an all around fun time. Every game I've ever been to up there at BB and T ballpark in downtown Charlotte has been amazing, which kind of, upsets me because like the word going around right now is that uh Tepper is going to try to put the Panthers out in Fort Mill, South Carolina and anybody, and I know I'm centralizing a lot of my talk, but anybody that has been, that remembers when the Charlotte Knights were in Fort Mill, South Carolina knows that's a bad idea. So why don't someone step up and tell Tepper, like, I understand you're trying to, build like Atlanta Braves town like they did outside of Atlanta. And that's how you want to build a little football town. And you, you might have something like the battalion, which is amazing in Atlanta. If you ever get a chance to go to Atlanta Braves stadium, but come on, man, like Fort Mill isn't where it is. Like Fort Mill is not like, do I, I mean, would I appreciate that we, that you could go to Panther stadium and uh, not have to, like take an hour and a half to get out of the parking lot after the game because everybody's trying to get off on Moorhead and get on 77. Yes. But is, is that concern or that is that problem fixed by driving all the way to Fort Mill, South Carolina to do it. And the, and the nights were in Fort Mill and they never had anybody there. 
like the crowds they get now in downtown Charlotte are probably double. I don't know this for a fact, but they're probably double what they used to get, maybe triple what they used to get in Fort Mill, South Carolina. So I don't know. Come on, Tepper. Make good decisions. I'm not I'm not mad. I'm not mad at what we've done in the in the offseason. I'm not mad. Not mad about Cam. I'm loving the the long-term signing of Christian McCaffrey. And I feel like I feel like you Matt Rule's starting a new starting a new dynasty. Not dynasty, but dynasty. His dynasty. Not dynasty as in title winning dynasty, but his dynasty. His his team. I think he's starting it out. And I didn't know this was going to turn into a sports cast podcast, but hey, we're just chatting. It's early in the morning. We're chatting. I've had a little bit of, a little sleep the last few days. So I got my coffee. But yeah. Speaking of one thing I wanted to talk about in this is like I had I had this conversation with my with beautiful baby mama Katie the other day. Sorry my foot's asleep. Uh about like starting like starting off. And it's hard this is hard because I feel like it's hard when you find success in something. I feel like it's hard uh, when, like, in my in my example, because I have another one. In my example, I have found success in wrestling, and with that success, it took years and years to build, and I'm just now reaping the benefit. Before all this coronavirus stuff started, but had a had an awesome year last year. Had an awesome first of 2020 with wrestling. Uh, with PWX in New Japan, and I uh, was looking forward to WrestleCon, which I do every year for Mike and High Spots. But uh, then when you step into the realm of starting something new, like revamping the Tuesday Special Podcast, and you start from square one, you I, – I mean, I've said it, and I hate repeating myself on this podcast, but I will continue when it comes to the point of this podcast – this podcast is like my creative outlet. That's that's what I love about it. If 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 millions of people listen to it, if one person listened to it, this is my creative outlet. I I love sitting here, having a voice and talking and and engaging with people that listen to the podcast. And and I didn't realize it at first when I was first doing it. I just wanted to interview a bunch of my friends, and I've gone. I've told numerous times about how my favorite thing with interviews is getting to know the person and getting to know, um, what like uh, getting to know about people that I, that I know that I'm close to, but I'm not necessarily like super close to. And, uh, that's, that's the fun that I've had, but now like revamping it and sitting here and talking and doing these solo episodes and, uh, adding more to it and, and like adding the, the vlog that's coming out in the near future and stuff like that. It's like you're I'm trying. I just know I'm trying to build something here, trying to build a community, trying to build a, a podcast that has a crowd that interacts. So I don't have to just come up with random shit to sit here and talk about. But I'm just trying to build something that is mine. And with that comes the hurdle of starting over. And I know everything has a start. Everything has to, uh, everything has to have a nucleus. Have it becomes it's an idea, becomes somewhat of reality, and then through hard work, persistence, and and just staying, putting your blinders on and st- moving forward, uh, you you find you either find success or uh, most of the time, if you do everything, if you put in the work be persistent, be consistent, and you put out a good product or uh, that looks good, sounds good, your audience will grow. But it's so hard, so hard to start over. And, uh, like, yeah, me and – I don't know where I was going with this, but me and Katie were sitting there talking about it, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, I'm I'm just going to – throw this out to my listeners, throw this out to the people that enjoy my podcast and get their opinion. And and once again, like I, I, I jokingly throw out my social media, but uh, like 
a big part of this whole podcast is me interacting with my audience. And so please always feel free to hit me up on, you can hit me up at Patrick Price Comedy on Facebook, Patrick Price Comedy. Um, or you can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, uh, any, anywhere. Just, just if you want to talk, like this is my audience. I'm building my audience. Whether you're my friend, whether you're not my friend, whether you found this podcast through me uh, trying to throw it at you or somebody telling you about it or you caught one of the interviews that I did with a wrestler or a comedian or anybody that I've done. Yeah, like once again, I'm trying to build a community. That's That's the reason for the website. That's the reason for the vlog. That's the reason for me doing my best to be consistent with these episodes every Tuesday and unlike the past. And this season three is going to go on for a little bit because once again, I'm trying to be consistent. I'm trying to hold myself accountable to put this stuff out and, and be a content provider. And it's not to get a million views. If I get a million listens, a million views, then I'm awesome. That's amazing. Uh, one day I hope to be there, but I understand the journey in life. These things have to live to get to a successful point. And once again, as long as I, and talking to someone and it's something they need to hear or something they enjoy listening to. If it's a conversation they enjoy having with me every week, then I consider it a success. That doesn't mean that I only want five listeners for the next 10 years that I do this. No, I want this thing to grow. I won't be modest in that, in that realm. I want this thing to grow. I want this thing to be popular. I want this thing to get thousands and thousands of listens. And my videos get hundreds of thousands of views, but you have to start somewhere. And that's where I'm at. I'm starting and I'm having fun in the basement. But yeah, what else is going on in the world? Uh, I finally watched peanut butter Falcon. For those of you who have not seen this, like there's a few things that have caught my eye about this movie. One, unlike most people that I hear, I am a Shia LaBeouf. I don't know how to say his name. Shia LaBeouf. I say Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf fan. I am a fan of his. I know he might be crazy. I know he might be on drugs. But I do appreciate what kind of artist he is and how committed he gets into uh, what he believes in and what he does. And I love actors that just do stuff not for the money. That do stuff because they they like a script or they like a role or they it interests them. If whether it be an art project, whether it be music, whether it be anything. I love artists that uh that are able to do that freely and not be controlled by agents wanting them to do the, all these big time movies. And I know I kind of contradict when I talk about Shia LaBeouf because he did Transformers, but I feel like Transformers got him out there, and then after Transformers, he made his money, and then he freely chose what he wanted to do. And thank God he chose to do Peanut Butter Falcon because that that I've heard so many people talk about how good this movie is. Heard so many people like give good reviews on it, and I don't. I, don't, I have no idea. I have no excuse for why I haven't seen it yet. But uh, I had some time last night uh, on the Plex, pulled it up, watched it, and it was a beautiful, fun, well put together, very simplistic, like real movie. And it just has so many aspects that it that just touch you in the feels, in the feels when uh, – when you watch it and I don't want to give it any way. I mean, I guess I could give spoilers, but cause it's been out for a long time, but yeah, I just encourage people. If you need some positive positivity, need some pot. If you need some positive, if you need some positivity in your life and you're looking for a good movie to have on movie night, maybe not with kids because it's got some selective language in it. I'd say check out peanut butter Falcon and the guy like, I don't down syndrome. First off, people with down syndrome amaze me every time I meet them because I used to have this thing about me that I hated. I mean, I didn't, but I did. 
is when I when I saw someone with Down syndrome, I immediately want to cry because I feel guilty. And I and I'll be completely open and honest about this is I'd feel guilty not for selfish reasons. I'd feel guilty because I feel like that what did they do to to not be able to like live a normal life? What did they do to I used to look at it like a curse. I did. And uh the one thing that changed changed my mind about this is I did uh, Special Olympics, and I had this kid, and he was so, so, he didn't say one word to me the entire time, but through that Special Olympics, he was so fun, so cool, like, I under, like doing Special Olympics, if you have the chance to do it, I, I encourage anybody to be able to do it, but, like, funny story, me, my buddy Mike, uh, did Special Olympics with me. <coughs> Sorry, and uh, we had the, we had these two kids. My kid, what was my kid's name? I want to say his name was like Horatio, and he was this little Hispanic kid. And they told me before, like he doesn't he doesn't talk, like he doesn't talk, but he can. He just chooses not to. Uh, he just has like a learning disorder. Uh, like his brain didn't develop as fast as normal kids. I think he was like seven or eight, maybe. Yeah, seven or eight. And me and Mike, when we were riding to Special Olympics, we were talking about like, my kid's going to destroy, destroy everyone. Like my kid is going to be, even if he's not at the caliber of gold medal athlete, I will push him and coach him to gold medal athlete status. And Mike, so Mike took that as a challenge. So we get there, we meet our kids. My kid, once again, Horatio is awesome. Uh, Mike's kid, I can't remember Mike's kid's name, but it was this kind of heavier set white kid that was so funny, like so funny. God, I wish I could remember his name. But uh, my kid, I'd be like, hey, Horatio, you ready to do this? And he'd just be like, They'd be like, hey, let's go. You got this. You're the best one out here. Look, you got it. Like, just preaching them with that positivity. Just hitting them with that positivity, man. You got to. I was his coach. I was the guy. I was the motivator. I was his number one cheerleader that day. Uh, all, every day after that, I, 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 I wasn't able to keep up with him or to stay in contact with him. But, dude, I, I love that kid, man. That kid touched my life more than he'll ever know. But it's like, Horatio, you got this, man. You got this. And, uh, He's like, and then I look over to Mike, and Mike's like, hey, who's the champ? His kid's like, I'm a champ. Mike's like, who's the champ? His kid's like, I'm the champ. And I'm like, Horatio, you have to beat him. We have to beat him. Because see that guy right there? That's my buddy. And he told me that his, his little soldier was going to win. But that's not the case. My little soldier is going to win. So, lo and behold, Mike's kid, the champ, won a bunch. But there was one race. It was like a maybe a 40-yard dash. And I had seen Horatio run around and play with the other kids, so I knew he was fast. And I was, I was like, this is it. I've accepted my fate on every other event. Horatio really wasn't that interested in it. He, he really didn't want to, like, throw like a little shot put thing. He didn't want to do a few of the other exercises, but, uh, but racing running was the, was my, my, I shouldn't say my running was our event, me and Horatio's event. And so we get there 40 yard dash. We already ate lunch. We just got done eating lunch, had a little one hour break. So food could settle. They were, they were playing. We were talking, hanging out. One of the last events of the day, 40 yard dash, but they don't do it like the Olympic 40-yard dash or, or the combine 40-yard dash, the 40-yard dash. They line everybody up, and it's like a race. So I, I, like, I, I, like, I was spying on all these other kids, like, okay, this, this little girl isn't as fast as Horatio. This kid, no way. This kid's quick, but I think Horatio still got him. 
Mike's kid, there's no way he'd keep up with Horatio. Horatio was going to destroy, destroy all of this, destroy this race. I was so pumped. So we get up there. They got one, they got one of the guns, little track guns. So we get up there. I'm like, Horatio, I'm going to go down past the, fin- the finish line. I want you to just run as fast as you can to me. Just run as fast as you can to me. We're going to win this. We're going to win this. He looks at me. He goes, I was like, all right, dude, I got down. I got down. We locked eyes. This is the moment. Like this is the crowning moment that Horatio is going to prove that he is the fastest kid in this Special Olympic Games, and he can hold on to that the rest of his life. So, little little old guy gets a little gun. On your mark, get set. As soon as Horatio took off, five yards, two steps ahead of everybody, 10 yards, three steps ahead of everybody, 15 yards, five steps ahead of everyone, just Usain bolting this Special Olympics. And at 25 yards, something to the left, to this day, don't know what it was, something to the left caught his eye and he just took off to the left and ran and got like a balloon or something. And I stand by it to this day. Horatio got to whatever that object is to the left that he saw at least five steps ahead of everybody that passed the finish line. So in my mind, Horatio was the Usain Bolt of Special Olympics in like 2013, 2014. But the moral of that story is I used to feel guilty that I was blessed with health and the ability, like no learning disability and the ability to do anything I wanted to do. And I felt almost like privileged to the point of like I don't deserve it whenever I would be around, like whenever I would see or be around like uh, handicapped people or like Down syndrome kids primarily until after that. And then I realized, and I had this conversation with, with uh, my ex-wife's, my ex-mother-in-law when this happened or when we did this, because she's the one that was the catalyst for me and Mike doing special Olympics. Um, I told her that, like, I, I realized that day and every day before that these these kids, these adults, these human beings that have to walk around with this, for lack of a better term, weight on their shoulders of having a disability, like, are blessings, man, are blessings. They, a lot of the times, I don't want to classify them all. A lot of times their outlook on life is so simplistic and they show so much love. They're so full of love and uh, compassion and just, oh, they're just beautiful human beings, beautiful human beings. And I know that was a long rant and that was a good story. I, I enjoyed telling that story. I hadn't told that story in a long time, but, um, but yeah, every now, every time I watch and I see like somebody, God, I wish I knew the guy's name that was in peanut butter Falcon. But uh, he, him and the guy that was in the Special Olympics movie with Johnny Knoxville that er, that everybody kind of like didn't like because of the nature of it. But I thought that like these two actors like with with Down syndrome are so talented, so talented that like I love it, absolutely love it. But yeah, Peanut Butter Falcon is by far uh highly recommended like i like four and a half stars the only reason i don't give it five stars is because i feel like the ending was rushed i feel like the ending i'm not gonna get into it because i want people to watch it and i don't want to ruin it but i feel like the ending was rushed and i think they i feel like they could have done better with the ending but uh, i like the ending don't get me wrong i like the way it ended but i feel like that it was just like doom 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 done we're good but um <laughs> another thing is 
Has anybody seen Waco? Like I knew about Waco. It was in 93, 1993, I believe, when Waco really happened. But I've had this conversation with a few people. Like at what point, like a, when you when you talk about a cult, and it might maybe not have been, it was the Davidians or whatever. It was a religion. It might not have been a cult, but when you talk about a cult, for, I'm going to say cult for lack of a better term. Because I don't know what else to call it, like a religious group. What goes through people's heads when they're joining these things? Unless you're just lost. I mean, I assume they just pray, they pray on the lost. And first off, before I get into that, if the story that is told in that movie is true, how could you ever trust the ATF again? I feel like the FBI wasn't portrayed bad in that movie. I feel like the FBI was doing what they needed to do. Uh, even even with like shutting the power. Now at the end, what was it? What all happened? Bad call. Bad call. But once again, you have two desperate sides that have been sitting there face up with it in a standoff for 50 days. Somebody's going to make a bad call. That's just nature of the beast. That's how this works. But like, how do you like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you trust the, is it FTA? No. Firearms and alcohol. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, but back, back to my original concern is what motivates people to join a cult? Is it camaraderie? Is it, you just need a belief system? Is it like you're lost, like you're lost on your way? You're homeless. I know when I watched the, uh, the wild wild country like they preyed on homeless people to get to to get to their agenda if you haven't seen that one that's that's a referral to because that's that one's a little slow that one takes a minute to to get going but through like the third through like seventh episodes you're just like what how how is this possible in america that somebody can build something like this but back to waco there's a moment in waco like I I get it, David Koresh 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 David Koresh I think is his name. He's, I I get it. He was portrayed. If and I'm going by, I never saw any interviews with him. I never heard any of his like the real tapes of him preaching or his his uh, belief system. I'm just going solely by what I watched in Waco, and I get it. He was charismatic. I get it. He was a good looking dude. I get it that uh, he memorized the Bible and he had this unique uh, outlook on a certain section of the Bible. But the second, the down to the millisecond that someone looks at me, primarily the leader of this so-called religious group that lives in a big building that they built out in the middle of nowhere with no running water looks at me and says, if you live here, we're going to need you to be celibate. Are you okay with that? Um, no. And you want to take it a step further, looks at you and says, I don't want you to have the burden of having sexual relations with your wife. So I will handle that burden for you. What in the hell are you talking about? Uh, excuse me, sir. So you want me to come live in your 1905? I don't know. Did they have running water in 1905? In your outdated, like, shed your outdated dormitory with all these people, half of them are your kids. Half of them are your wives because of this belief system. You want me to come live with you here? Consistently listen to you preach to me about all these things that's going to happen in the Bible and 
give up any sexual relations anytime for the rest of my life. And not to mention, to cap it all off, icing on the cake, you're going to have sex with my wife and just come and talk to me like nothing happened. And then old girl, I'm, I know I'm trying to throw out spoilers, but it just gets me going. The, an old girl gets pregnant by him. And then he has the audacity, the audacity to say, hey, listen, Steve, she's not your wife. She's mine. And it's not your baby. It's mine. Fuck off. Dude, if, listen, if, and this guy, according to the show, this guy had a PhD or was going for his PhD in something. Like, dude, you're weak, man. Weak brain storming at its finest. Like, come on, man. And the second, like, I don't know. You have to accept your fate. And I apologize. Spoiler alert. I'm talking about Waco. If you haven't seen it, you should have, you should have, you should have watched it already. But as soon as the FBI starts shooting out tear gas, I think it's time to step out. Like, I know, I know you're trying to prove a point, but they ask you to write your literature. You can't write your literature. You, they gave you a bunch of stuff that they told you they were going to give you. Listen, you accept your sentencing because you shot some cops and um and you got to get out instead you have hundreds of people that die because they locked themselves in a vault and i guess it's not spoilers if like so if sorry i'm jumping around my coffee's hitting i need to uh wrap this bad boy up but if you watch something based on a historical event are there such thing as spoilers because you know what's already happened. I don't know. But there was a lot about that Waco thing. Like, I don't... I don't know. Like, what cult. Would I ever join a cult? Would you ever join a cult? I don't think I could. I don't. There's just some things I'm not willing to give up. And... I don't know. Like, that's... You got to be... It's a loaded question, man. Would I ever join a cult? I don't know. Like what? Like those old 60s cults that like everybody was topless and running around and swimming and doing drugs and all that stuff. That sounds fun if you didn't have any responsibility. But the problem is we have responsibilities. We're adults. Like maybe, maybe in co- that's what college is. College is like a experimental cult to where you get in a dormitory, you experiment with drugs, sexual advances and other things. And, uh, you decide what, what works for you. Hopefully you don't get caught up in it. Hopefully you don't get too involved with any of those subjects. And, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I don't think I could join a cult. First off, all these cult leaders, like you take David Koresh, is it Koresh or Koresh? David, I think I'm going to say Koresh. If I'm wrong, I apologize. The, uh, you take him, you take Charles Manson, you take that. I don't know what the guy's name in wild, wild country, but it's like, dude, you guys are all too like complete assholes, complete assholes. Come on. If I, how can you look somebody in the face and say like, I'm going to have sex with your wife. You can't have sex with your wife. Like we're going to have orgies with all your wives and you are going to sit in your cabin while this is happening. Like what? I don't know. I would get exalt exalted. I would get ex. What's the word I'm looking for? God, my, my brain is going a hundred miles per, per second. Because of my coffee just kicked in. You will get, what's the word? God, this is when I need a producer in here with me. 
So I can throw me some bones. Uh, one day. One day I'll have a producer in here. You will get excelled. No, excelled. You will get spreadsheeted all over. We will spreadsheet you till you can't be spreadsheeted anymore. You will get excelled. You will get excommunicated. Well, for lack of a better term, we'll go with excommunicated. Going back to uh, medieval times. You'll be excommunicated from the cult because I would beat absolutely beat David Koresh's ass. The first second that he mentioned the possibility of celibacy while he has relations with the love of my life. So all in all, what we have gathered from this episode is that Patrick is not going to join a cult. As of right now, that's as of right now, not going to join a cult. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. But good talk. Support Special Olympics. Check out TuesdaySpecial.com. Some, please hit me up on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It don't matter. Check out Wear1820.com. Got some new shirts coming out very soon. And if you have the time, if you like professional wrestling, that's your cup of tea. Please check out. You can watch it for this week only for absolutely free. Wrestling Open Forum Show on HighSpotsWrestlingNetwork.com or you can just type WrestlingOpenForum.com and it'll take you wherever you need to go. Just click on the link and it'll take you right to High Spots Wrestling Network. Don't even have to have a subscription. Don't have to have an account with High Spots Wrestling Network to watch it. So check it out. Thank you for supporting the Tuesday Special Podcast. Thank you for supporting me. Everyone, please stay safe through this quarantine. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully soon we're going to start climbing our way out of the hole. We'll start climbing back to being the Americans. I don't know if that's even the right way to put it. Shit. We're climbing back to the world that we once knew. And we're going to get there. We're going to have wrestling shows again. We're going to be able to go to concerts. We're going to figure out how to contain this COVID-19. And we're going to get back to kicking ass, taking names, and being effing successful. Thank you guys for listening. Check out all the past episodes. Love every single one of you. Hope you stay safe. Cheers to Tuesday. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Special Podcast. Find all of our old episodes at TuesdaySpecials.com. That's TuesdaySpecial.com. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. All right. Thank you. Yeah.